wanted to quickly pop on before we start today's episode and say that while me and Sophie are really dedicated to bringing you guys weekly episodes, we cannot find the time in our schedules to always meet and record them. So this one is done digitally. There might be a difference in the audio, but we just really hope that you guys don't mind and appreciate the fact that we are trying to do this on our own. We're not professionals. We're nutritionists. We're just trying to get our voices heard. So bear with us while we work out the kinks as we go on. Hi guys, welcome back to our podcast, Forking Wellness. My name is Barry Strickoff, Registered Dietitian. And I'm Sophie Bertrand, Registered Associate Nutritionist. Thank you guys for coming back and joining us for our second podcast episode. Super excited. And today we are going to be talking about getting savvy in the kitchen and hopefully giving you guys some helpful tips when you are cooking for just one or two people. Yeah, and before we dive into it, I just wanted to do a bit of like housekeeping to say that um, thank you guys for everyone who like gave us feedback. And then in the future, I know I said like positive feedbacks and courage, which it definitely is, but I thought I'd mention something that we do at work, which is called a compliment sandwich. And it's really nice because you start by giving something positive and then maybe something that someone can be working on. So something a bit more constructive and then you end on a positive. And it's just a really nice way of giving someone feedback and you feel a lot more like it's a lot more constructive. And I would really appreciate if people um, could format it in that way because I'm much more receptive to feedback that way. Totally. We want to make this podcast as fun and interactive and engaging as possible. So if you have any kind of feedback, like Barry said, we're all about the compliment sandwiches and the compliments. (laughs) All all about the compliment sandwich. Also, I have a really terrible cold. So if I sneeze or sniffle, I'll do my best to edit it out. Um, But for those of you who have earbuds in, I'm so sorry. And I probably sound horrible, but the show must go on. The show is going on. (laughs) The show is on. Anyways, okay, so let's get right into it. Is there anything else that you wanted to say before we... No, let's go. Okay, cool. So how do you approach... So cooking for one or two, we both do this currently. Um, So how does your, like, weekly food shop or, like, what are you and Ash kind of do for food? Okay, so my fiancé and I will eat the same meals, probably... 40 to 50 percent of the time um down to the fact that he eats meat and I do not and he's well I guess we're both fussy in our own way with what we eat but Ash is very much you know he'd happily live on sweet potato fries and fish fingers if he was probably living on his own but um yeah so most of the time I am probably cooking a different meal for me to the one I'm doing to him or for him. So I would usually make sure that I'm being as sustainable as possible. So I will regularly make him veggie meals as well as meat ones. So my go-to dish for the both of us is like a veggie pasta. So uh, you can genuinely get like five of your day, five a day. Five of your day. day. Definitely, yeah, eat more if you can. But um, (laughs) yeah, you can get a lot of veggies in a veggie pasta. And probably as well, if I didn't keep tabs on Ash, he'd probably have like one or two of his day. One or two of his five a day. So yeah, that's my like um, go-to dish if I feel like we need a a veggie boost. (laughs) That's good. And then you make that pasta dish veggie so you don't add any meat in it. No, very rare. If Ash is like having a day where he really wants like chicken, I'll make the dish and then I'll add chicken to his portion. To just like half of it. 
Yeah. And then put the cheese on top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the cheese. Oh, the cheese. <laughs> That's a really good idea, actually. I feel like I could probably do that and do, like, because when Mark and I order a pizza, so um, Mark's my boyfriend, um, when we order a pizza, I'll do, like, half veggie and then half, like, his meat-loving things, like sausage and pepperoni and stuff like that. So I feel like I could incorporate that into a pasta bake. Yeah. That's Amazing. Yeah, so my situation's um, a bit different, but to be honest, it's getting a lot better. So my boyfriend, Mark, doesn't really eat vegetables, and he gets really mad when I say that because now he does eat vegetables, but when we first got together, his idea of vegetable was spring onion. I'd be like, what's your favorite vegetable? He'd be like, spring onion. If I say to Ash, what's your favorite vegetable, he'll say sweet potato fries. Yeah, but at least that's more of a vegetable. Like, a spring (laughs) onion is literally a garnish. I was like, what, like the um, the spring onion they put on top of your Chinese food? He's like, yeah, that's my favorite vegetable. <laughs> it's literally not a vegetable. Well, it is a vegetable. I shouldn't say that. It counts towards diversity. It counts towards, you know, your five-day, or it depends how much spring onion you're actually having. Um, yeah. But it can count towards your diversity. So when looking at a week and we want to have as many plants as possible for, you know, diverse nutrients and diverse gut health, what is the number? Like 30 plants a week. Yeah, that's the aim. The aim is 30. So spring onion will count towards your 30, just yeah. might not count to your five a day. But for those who find that number quite daunting, <laughs> you don't have to do the full whack every week or week. And if you don't have that many fruits and vegetables in your diet, you can start by like giving yourself a goal of 10 and yeah. then work your way up. That's a really good idea. Um, yeah, so... He eats some vegetables, not a lot. So I'm constantly cooking two separate meals just because I prefer to eat, you know, a diet that's rich in plants. That's just how I like to eat. Um, And he doesn't. So that's fine. So I'm constantly cooking two separate meals. So I would be nothing without a meal plan. Okay, so you are much better at the meal planning than me. Yeah, I think I got it from my mom. And the fact that we always used to sit down, because both my parents had full-time jobs, and, like, it was just impossible to schedule dinners and things. We always had family dinners, but it'd be impossible to, you know, cook and have things ready on time if we didn't have a plan. So every Sunday, my mom and I would sit down, plan the week out, and then do a food shop accordingly. So, I wish I was that organized, but I'm not. And I think it would just stress me out if I knew I had to do that each time I was doing a food shop. And I actually really enjoy my food shop. Oh my god, I enjoy my food shop too. But like, if I didn't have a plan, I would be so frazzled. No, okay. So I'm cool with walking in and kind of visualizing what I'm going to make that week as I'm going around the aisles. But is that because you're a creature of habit in the sense that like you tend to eat the same thing, so it's easier for you? Not necessarily. I'll kind of think you know what are my proteins for this week um you know and I'll always have like tins of chickpeas and black beans and kidney beans and lentils and stuff in the cupboard so it's more a case of like am I going to have tofu this week or tempeh or shall I buy some veggie burgers and stuff like that whereas actually with ash I'll always have to make sure there's like chicken or chicken sausages and then sometimes we'll go to like the reduced aisle and get the meats that are like going out of date in two days and we'll freeze them. We do that as well. I'm glad. So. You know, <laughs> I was like, what are people going to think of this? <laughs> you know how I feel about a sale. 
I do know how you feel about yourself to the point where you overbuy dairy and still eat it when it goes off. Yeah, I would love to hear everyone's opinion on this because I don't think it's that weird. But do you eat yogurts past the expiration date? Okay, when you say that, how many days are we talking? Like anywhere from like a day to like a week and a half. So one to ten days. You would eat a dairy product ten days out of date. 100%. If it <gasps> smells normal and had no visible signs of like mold or fluffiness, then yes, 100%. Oh, God, even fluffiness. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yogurt without the fluff, please. <laughs> <laughs> I take my yogurt without fluff. You know when they get the little hairs, that's when you know something's wrong. Um, but to be honest, even if I see like mold on a block of Parmesan cheese, I will cut it away and continue to eat the rest of the cheese. Okay, to be fair, I've done that with cheddar before, but I'm talking like a little bit of green mold, not a, not a bit of fluff. If I saw fluff, that cheese is like done. Yeah, I agree. The fluff is... It's too far. The fluff. <laughs> okay, so Barry draws line at fluff. Um, yeah, so are you a Barry and do you eat past the sell-by date or are you a me Sophie and you do not strictly eat dairy past the sell-by date I'd be so interested but here's the thing I don't eat other things past expiration date depends like fruit and vegetable always eat past the expiration date always yeah I actually find it so weird that the UK even puts fruits and vegetables like an expiration date on them that's like even in America if you buy like a bag of baby carrots so a lot of our fruits and vegetables don't come in plastic wrap like you sell okay I love that do you know what I would so love to walk into a supermarket and not see any plastic and just literally fruits and veg in crates yeah I don't know why the UK does that especially because here I find we're much more forward thinking when it comes to sustainability Mm -hmm. and the environment yeah but for some reason that seems really backwards and I get really mad because I can't pick like the apples I want or the peppers yeah but they'll have both like I went to Sainsbury's earlier today and they have the crates and you can choose the veg and put them into bags yeah. or you can buy a bag of them I know like, it's so weird but to be fair like I just really don't like green peppers and when I see like the trio pack of peppers the pack, yeah that are and they don't have like the red orange yellow and they only have like red yellow green I like literally won't buy peppers that week because I think green peppers are horrible sorry for anyone who finds that offensive I just think they're they're really bitter and I don't like them I actually agree with you and I'd happily only have red peppers yeah I like I like all the colors but green so like red orange yellow but red are my favorite yeah okay cool so I feel like we went sidetracked there but definitely did (laughs) So yeah, so I come up with a meal plan every week um, for what I'm having and then what Mark's having. I try to make some of it similar. So if like we can share like roasted carrots or something like that, then we just Mm -hmm. eat our own protein. Or if I'm making like a stir fry, like he can, we can share the stir fry and then maybe we'll just have different protein sources, um, something like that. But we do eat the same like salmon or fish. So like shrimp or prawns or anything like that. And then some vegetables, I'll just usually have like, double, triple the portion of vegetables that Mark does. But he's getting so much better. He really is. Last night I made him a steak and he had it with spinach and carrots, which like maybe six years ago he'd be like, I'm not going near spinach. Okay. Well done, Mark. Well done. If you're listening. He won't be. (laughs) Can honestly say that he will tell me he's listened and he won't. (laughs) So we can say what we want about him basically. 100%. 100%. Let's put him out there. 
It's will be nice. Mark's a great guy. <laughs> yeah. He is, he is. I shouldn't say anything bad. There's nothing bad to say except eat more vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so I'm more of a, I'll visualize what we're going to have that week as I'm walking down the aisles. Like, for example, sometimes I'll make us like pizzas. Mm. So I'll like get like tomato puree and cheese and stuff and then the bases. Um, and then I know that I can put like chicken on Ash's pizza. And I'm also massively reliant on our freezer. Mm. So I'll always have freezer foods. Yeah, that was a big debate for you guys when you built your house, wasn't it? Yeah, and we're, well, I'm still upset that we went with the smaller freezer. Ash insisted that we would have, we should have more fridge space. I just think 50-50, like that's how much I value my freezer. Yeah, I mean, the freezer is so handy if you utilize it properly. Definitely, yeah. Do you back well, yeah, I'm, I'm very good with my fridge and freezer management, I must say. So what do you keep in the freezer? Okay, so for Ash, there will most of the time be sweet potato fries and there'll always be veggie burgers or veggie sausages and usually fish fingers always frozen peas and frozen onions and frozen berries so that's what will usually be in my freezer because it's like if you've run out of food for the week or you know you don't want to do a top-up shop whatever I know that I can always make a meal from my freezer that's such a good like idea like always make sure that you can have a meal from your freezer and or pantry like mix with pantry staples Definitely. We got back from holiday a few weeks ago and we literally got back around nine o'clock in the evening and hadn't eaten dinner. And we were like, can't be bothered to go to the shop. And I was like, don't worry, we've both got a meal in the freezer. (laughs) That's so good. I don't think I'm actually that handy with the freezer as you are. I have a few things like always frozen. My saving grace when it comes to cooking and frozen foods are frozen garlic and ginger. I would be nothing without my frozen ginger. Oh, wow. That is a statement. I, 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 meant I would, I would be, nothing. be nothing without my frozen garlic. Yeah, I truly mean that, though. Like, I put garlic in absolutely everything, and I hate when my fingers smell like garlic. And then yeah. I have a garlic press, but I feel like it's so counterintuitive because it takes me ages to clean it. Yeah. So just buy it frozen. Um, and it's the best thing in the world. And I I'm the same with frozen it. onions. I would never buy a normal onion now. I just always keep frozen chopped onions. See, I should get on the frozen onion train because I use onions all the time. And I literally am one of those people who just like the tears run down yeah. my face. It's so painful. Yeah. And I just like, it's, it's one of those painful things that I do nothing about. Barry, right. You need to take... One of my tips here, buy frozen onions. Okay, I will. Okay, that's going to be on my list for my next food shop. I okay, love and I'll buy frozen garlic and see what yeah. the hype is about. See what the hype is about. You will not be disappointed. Your life will truly be elevated. Okay. Anyways, when it comes to, like, those little tips to save time, so for me, like, the frozen garlic is a time saver, what else do you do? Because I am a huge advocate of, like, pre-cut vegetables. Okay, I am a huge advocate of frying everything. <laughs> yeah. It's the quickest way to do your food and also the microwave as well. So I'm all about like slow roasted veg and like cooking nice meals in the oven, but I'm more about putting some olive oil on a pan and frying up your whole meal. Yeah, it is so quick though. And it's so tasty as well. It's like makes the veg crunchy and the yeah. tofu crispy. <laughs> Yeah, but there's something nice about, like, putting olive oil, salt, pepper, just, like, roasting things and then doing something else. 
and then like not have I agree to worry yeah but not every day I mean realistically people work until late in the evening now there's no such thing as a nine-to-five job I think so a lot of the time when you get in you don't want to be waiting around roasting something in the oven and like spending an hour in all cooking all your food exactly so I do a 8 30 to 5 30 but then my commute home is an hour so exactly yeah until like 6 37 so you're basically out of the house for like 12 hours a day yeah, so I find that for me, batch cooking is really important. So, like, when I do mm-hmm. have time, when I do work from home, like, just making, like, other things. So if I'm making something unrelated, like um, a veggie stir-fry, then I'll also at the same time, like, put up a big thing of quinoa. So the next night when I come home from work, that quinoa is already cooked, and I just have to put it in the microwave, and then I can add whatever I want to it. So when yeah. I am finding myself having the time to cook, like, just making the most out of that situation and doing as much as I can. Yeah, the microwave is an absolute savior. Like, I don't know where I'd be without one. That's a sweeping statement. But also, you'd be so happy for me. I got a microwave. I saw on your story. I'm so pleased. I do not know how you lived without a microwave. Even when I go to, like, Airbnbs when I travel, I'm like, does it have a microwave? You also like your food at an extraordinarily hot heat. That's very true as well. Yeah, so I'm not fussed about that. But, like, same thing. Mark makes me put his plates in the microwave before I put food on it interesting yeah because he thinks like the food goes cold so quickly and he's like quite a slow eater oh that is really jesus ash like hoovers his food up yeah i mean don't get me wrong sometimes i like blink and i'm like where to go yeah yeah literally i'll be like we'll be sat next to each other eating dinner like watching tv and i'll look over and like his plate won't be there anymore and i'll be like when did you finish and take your plate to the dishwasher (laughs) your first assumption (laughs) is that maybe bury it but then you realize that ash just eats really fast (laughs) <laughs> has bear ever jumped up and like eaten something off your table or anything no never oh my god so oscar does definitely but there's such a funny story like mark's parents were going away on holiday and they left him home to like look after their dog and they have a big golden retriever and his mom like made him a big roast chicken for the weekend and oh like god. an hour later there was no chicken and the dog had jumped up and ate the whole thing. There wasn't even, like, grease or anything, like, bones and everything. And Mark what? Was, he yeah, ate the bones? He must have. Like, there was no remnants of it. And Mark was freaking oh out because his parents were, like, in, I don't know where they were. But Mark's like, oh, my God, the dog's going to be sick. Like, I'm going to be the one who's responsible for all of this. Like, and then the dog was absolutely fine. And then his parents were home. He was like, how was the roast chicken? And Mark was like, yeah, it was so good. Oh. <laughs> No, Bear's really good. He would never kind of launch our food or anything like that. He, the worst he would do is kind of sit there and look at you and ask with his eyes if he can have some. Oh, my God, Oscar is so cheeky. He but we, we don't feed him from our plates or anything like that. Yeah, we should stop doing that. Um, do you anyway. do that? But we're really strict with Bear's diet because he gets quite a sensitive stomach as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We, feed, we try not to feed Oscar, but he's just so cheeky with food. It's just like a Frenchy thing. Like, they're so motivated by food. Anyways, I feel like all dogs are though. Yeah, maybe I'm just making excuses for his poor behavior. <laughs> maybe yeah. we just have a really terribly trained dog. But um, I'll put the blame on him, not me. Anyways, um, so something that I find really helpful is like pre-cut stir-fried packs. The most important for me is pre-cut butternut squash. Like I'm not trying to go to the hospital trying to cut one of those. Yeah, oh yeah, it's it's a dangerous game. <laughs> they are huge. It's massive, and I'm not tall enough to get leverage on it. So, like, I feel like I would need to stand. We need a step <laughs> Yeah, because 
my arm just doesn't get high enough to have like that gravity pull to like chop I, I feel you. <laughs> it's so horrible. So yeah, pre-cut vegetables save so much time. Frozen vegetables, they're all flash frozen at their peak ripeness. So you're not worried about, or you shouldn't be worried about any like loss of nutrients. Definitely. So I refuse to buy fresh berries unless they're fresh from the market and you know the strawberries are on sale or whatever but I will always just buy frozen blueberries and raspberries that are my favorite me too for uh frozen blueberries microwaved and then poured over oatmeal or porridge so I will just stick frozen blueberries on my porridge and I love the kind of hot porridge with the cold blueberry kind of <laughs> combo okay each to their own I definitely yeah. despise that um I like them defrosted and or like warm that weird no it's I like that too but I just prefer them frozen but then doesn't it make everything like the porridge cold quickly Mm. well that's not like I will I'll cook my porridge like over the stove and then I'll put it in the microwave why don't you just make the porridge in the microwave in the first place okay no you, you you don't get that really like creamy consistency when you're like constantly stirring it really yeah honestly it's so much better Right, you're not allowed to judge me, and if any of my college roommates are listening, they will understand this, but you know how, like, you just adopt what you see in the house, so, like, if your parents always ate oatmeal one way, that's how you eat it? Yeah. So, for some reason, it all started with my grandfather. He he eats, like, um just regular plain porridge with salt and pepper, and that's how I eat it, too, and I didn't know that you could have it, like, sweet until, like, I was making porridge, and I put salt and pepper in it, and my roommates were, like what the fuck are you doing? Barry, I've never known this about you. Yeah, and up until like a few years ago, I didn't, never had sweet oatmeal. So when I met you, you were putting salt and pepper in your porridge? Yeah, Mark thought it was so weird. I I can't even think how that would taste. It's just like, um, it reminds me of like grits. I'm just speechless right now. Yeah, it's really good if anyone wants to try it, but you will need to add a source of protein. Uh, like a fillet of chicken or something. <laughs> <laughs> like a hard-boiled egg on the side. To go with the salt and pepper, yeah. Oh, actually, to be fair, like, savoury porridge is a thing. So you could have, like, an egg and, I guess, salt and pepper would work on that. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not, like, crazy, but, um, yeah. But now I, I prefer my porridge now with, like, um, yogurt and berries and oatmeal yeah. and peanut butter or something like that. But up until maybe, like, three, four years ago, I was, like, oatmeal, salt and pepper girl. I'm, I'm just, like, no judgment, because I have weird, like, food habits as well, but that, I just can't even comprehend how that would come about. Yeah, I'm going to blame my grandfather on that one. Yeah, we'll have to. (laughs) Anyways, what other tips do you have when it comes to cooking for one or two, or? Okay, so having things ready in the cupboards, like, um, you can get the kind of microwavable packs of grains so I always try and mix that up so I won't get like quinoa every week I'll get frica or oh what like wheat berries have you tried those I like those the mixed grains they're so good um lentils obviously I love lentils I add them to anything just as an extra source of like protein and iron yeah they are really good and they like they don't really have much of a taste to be honest no you can add them to any meal I feel just for an added bit of nutrition and texture yeah, they are quite diverse 
I like those microwavable ones too. And now I see that like a lot of the supermarkets, so it used to be like one brand was doing it and it was a bit like bougie because they were expensive. Yes. But now like the big supermarkets, like Sainsbury's and stuff, they came out with their own line of the microwavable ones, which are like 100%. so cheap. And, and you now, can get spicy ones and stuff as well. Yeah. And honestly, so the ones I get for Ash and I are 65p. Exactly. Yeah. I got, yeah, so they do, like, different kind of rice and quinoa. And even for Mark, like, Mark really likes jasmine rice. And so I have that for him. So when he is here cooking by himself, he's, like, not a big cook. He just needs something quick and easy. Uh, yeah, same with Ash. So at least I know he's getting, like, a complete meal and not just making himself, like, three chicken breasts because he will do that. Yeah. <laughs> Ash would just have, like, a plate of chicken nuggets. Yeah. Boys are so funny. Did you ever use the like a George Foreman grill? No. That was like Mark's like saving grace when he lived on his own for like quick and easy um food. And we recently just got rid of it when we moved. But if anyone has one, that's a really great way to cook like you can make entire meals like vegetables and meats and salmon or anything like on the George Foreman grill and it takes really quick and that's a good tip for anyone who has Interesting. One. Another one is I'll always have eggs in the fridge mm. because they stay fresh for quite long. So you could go like a week without using any, but then the next week we might use loads. But you can genuinely have them for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, I feel. I do. Yeah, so, but they're just like, they're so nutritious, they're so easy, and they're like, they're not too expensive. You can do so much with them. Yeah, I also will like batch cook like a bunch of hard-boiled eggs and just leave them in the fridge unpeeled. And they stay for, like, four or five days. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much you can do with them, like omelettes, scrambled, frittatas. Yeah. Do you use a slow cooker? Or have you used a slow cooker? No, I don't have one. Okay, I have one. And I think it is such a good, like, staple kitchen appliance for people who are, like, um, time sensitive or just, like, if I'm cooking two meals, if I put one in the slow cooker early on a Sunday, let's say, and then make Mark's meal and then take mine out. It just saves so much time. And then you can batch cook and freeze. So like soups, stews, curries, things like that. Oh, yeah. Things like stews and casseroles, probably more so in the winter, because you don't tend to want a casserole in the summer. Um, But yeah, batch cook, lunchbox them up, put them in the freezer. Yeah, but you could have a soup in the summer. Like gazpacho. (laughs) I (laughs) don't... I'm laughing because Sophie thinks gazpacho is, like, the world's worst idea of a food. I just, I really can't comprehend wanting to eat a cold soup. That would probably be my absolute no-go ever of any food. It's just so good. But do you like, um, do you like a Bloody Mary? I'm going to admit that I've never actually tried one. What? (laughs) Oh my god. I must say, like, I'm not surprised. Like, the brunch culture in London was a bit slow to take off. Yeah, I think, I mean, I do brunch, but because I just wake up so early and I'm someone who needs to eat pretty much as soon as I wake up, I always just have breakfast. So brunch is something I will probably do, like, once a month on a Sunday. Yeah, I think the first time I had a Bloody Mary was, like, a boozy brunch in, like, um, in Manhattan where you, like, you just get unlimited of them. So, like, that's when I first tried it because it's, like, if I didn't like it, then I wasn't. I could just get something else. Yeah. Like a waste of money. But it's that same concept because it is tomato based and it's cold. Yeah. So it's like if you Oh, cold tomatoes. No. Like, (laughs) I just, I love, like, I love everything like hot, like in a tomato sauce, like any kind of like tomato based dish, I'm all for and find it so tasty and warming. But like when you put that cold, 
Absolutely not. Oh, I love it. Anyways, <laughs> I'm a big Bloody Mary kind of person. But going back to like soups and stews and things like that, like now that we're getting into fall. Um, yeah. Oh, do you know what? Autumn's my favorite. I Foods. Yeah. But my issue is, is like actual kitchen space. I have to choose the appliances because like we've got a coffee machine out. We have my food processor. We have a toaster. And then I've also got an air fryer that's currently sitting in my car that I brought over from my mum's house, but I genuinely don't know where I'm going to put it. And I'm so upset because I love my air fryer. And I'm like, do I store it and get it out every time I want to use it? Or I don't even know where I'd store it. We have, we have, um, the air fryer, like in one of the cabinets. Um, Yeah. It's quite tall. So it like fits under, but I don't think I use mine properly because I'm not too keen on it, but it's a great way to like make things quick with using yeah. like less um oil not that you should ever feel the need to limit oil but you don't have to use it it's a bit messy um but yeah. if you choose to have it without then that's fine but I just haven't hacked it actually I made one time halloumi fries in the air fryer. Oh, halloumi fries best invention ever I think I just like rolled them in flour like I cut them into like strips and then just like yeah. roll them in flour and then just put them in the air fryer. Maybe like flour mixed with like some paprika and some like garlic powder or something like that. Well, and that just stuck to the cheese. Yeah, because the cheese oh. is quite wet. Yeah, that's true. And Amazing. then I just rolled it and then yeah, you should try it. It was really good. Delicious. Yeah, really good. So what else? What else um do you do for cooking for one or two? Uh, okay, so we've covered tin foods, freezer foods, kind of being prepared on your food shop. I do a lot of, like, whatever I have for dinner, I'll make, like, two or three portions, and I'll just have the rest for lunch, like, the next two days. Yeah. So I find And I think it's interesting, like, when you get to the end of the week, and you've got to use up foods. Do you ever get, like, a really random meal? Yeah, I usually put mine into, like, um, an omelet or a frittata. Yeah, I'll do the same omelette or just a bowl of random stuff. Yeah, I've created some really random bowls. With like same. I've once literally had like black beans, lentils and pasta sauce and then like a sweet potato. <laughs> yeah, I get some weird mixed things as well. But like they always come out good. It's just like a yeah. hodgepodge meal. Um, that's good. So yeah, do you, what I find interesting here is there's not like a lot of like coupons where like couponing in America is like a big thing. It is such a thing. I remember watching an episode of the Kardashian once and Courtney went crazy with the coupons. (laughs) But like yeah like I even remember I even like when you walk into a supermarket in America you can get like this flyer um and it kind of says what's on offer and like the coupons so I would just we would always just like adjust our shop to like suit um whatever's on sale in the coupons. Okay, but you also have to be careful here because it might persuade you to overbuy. Like, realistically, mm. how much of that product are you going to eat? And secondly, can you actually store it? Because when me and Ash moved into our house back in January, my mum and dad are all about, like, a big Costco shop. Love so we were like, Costco. let's be grown-ups and go to Costco and stock up. And we just kind of got back and we were like, where are we going to pull this stuff? And, you know, have we actually saved money? Because yeah. we just have so much of it and there's two of us. Yeah, honestly, I completely agree. I love Costco so much. Actually, really funny story about Costco. We used to go all the time when I was younger. You know how they give you, like, food samples? Oh, that's, that's like, half the reason you go to Costco. 100%. So, like, I was so young. I must have been, like, four. And my mom was like, where do you want to go for lunch today? And I was like, Costco. (laughs) 
I literally used to think it was like, like it was like a restaurant. Like I used to love it. Wait, wait, ours, ours do have the ones in the UK do have like a little restaurant. Uh, yeah, but it's like I don't know what do yours have because ours was just like I hot think it's dogs. actually just a pizza place. Yeah, like pizza, hot dogs, ice cream. Yeah, but yeah, no, I used to I used to mean like can I walk around and get all the samples? Yeah, you can full on make a meal out of the samples they give out, especially for like a four year old. Yeah, <laughs> it was my favorite activity. Um, that's so funny, actually thinking about it. But yeah, we do, do you ever do like online shops? Sometimes, if I'm really pushed for time and I genuinely can't fit a food shop in that week, but I do get so much joy out of just walking around the supermarket. Yeah. I love a good online shop. I have no patience in a supermarket unless I have the time. Yeah, no, that's true. Oh, if I had to rush it, I'd rather do it online because then I'd just be miserable being rushed around the supermarket. I feel like I'm always in a rush. But I find online shopping really helpful because you can really control your budget. Yeah, it is very, very helpful. But you do have to be careful if you are shopping for one and you do an online shop because if you don't meet, like, the minimum order, I think they charge you a ridiculous amount for, um like delivery yeah that's true but you can get all your household stuff on it as well yeah that normally racks the bill up (laughs) yeah I use Amazon Prime actually Amazon Pantry for a lot of that stuff oh that's interesting yeah is it cheaper um they do a lot of offers interesting okay keep that in mind like I know this is so random but like their bottles of Listerine mouthwash are cheaper than the stores and I love Listerine mouthwash I can't stand it like burns my mouth Oh my yeah. god, I love it. I find it, I, but do you like going to the dentist? No, do oh, you? Yeah, I love it. I always feel so clean after. Oh, I get that. Yeah, I can't, like, when I have my hygienist appointments, my mouth obviously feels very fresh, but it's always just the fear of, like, what's the dentist going to say? Yeah, I know. I <laughs> do I need that. a filling? <laughs> I always need a filling. I always have cavities. But yeah, I just, it's the same thing when I have Listerine. I just always feel, like, so clean and fresh. Yeah. Anyways, I'm trying to think some other good, healthy tips for diversity, for cooking for one, for time management, for sustainability. I think for diversity, I think the tins are still a really good idea because things like chickpeas and black beans, they're one of your five a day. And you can have them in the cupboard for so long. Yeah, they literally don't go out of date, do they? Yeah, I I think in like two years from when you buy them. And then if you're like me, you could still eat it a year after that. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) No, yeah. Beans, always pantry staple, freezer items. We talked about the berries and the frozen fruit and vegetable and how they're just as healthy. Yeah. I do, um, I'm trying to think, frozen prawns. Yeah, yeah, you can get, um, even, you know, I'm actually a big advocate of the fish fingers because you can get ones that have like added omega-3. Yeah. And my boyfriend doesn't eat oily fish. Your fiancé. So. What, did I say boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, fiancé. That's so unlike me, because I'm always normally saying to him, call me your fiancé, not your girlfriend. <laughs> I feel like it's, it is a hard transition to, like... And it's only for such a short period of time. It's, like, less than a year that yeah, you, you get to be a fiancé, and then you're married. You want to make Or depending on, like, when you're getting married, obviously. Yeah. Also, side note. I feel like a lot of people would be really interested to hear like how you and Ash got engaged um, and kind of like a bit about you and like maybe kind of the social pressures about becoming a bride in terms of like nutrition and health. So I think this would actually be a really great future episode 
I definitely. Um, so if you feel that way, like let us know because we would happily, I'd love to talk about that to be honest. hundred percent. Yeah. Let's definitely make an episode out of that. That's an interesting one. I like that idea. Anyways, anything else? I think those are all my tips. I th- the thing is, like, we've given quite a few. You don't have to do all of them. I feel like if you adopted just one or two of those things, it would really, really help. Yeah, so if you had to give your number one takeaway for being more savvy in the kitchen, what would it be? 100% freezer. Utilize your freezer. That's a good one. I think mine would be come up with a plan. Like, yeah. just map it out, and then you can use leftovers. So if I know that I'm getting Mark a pack of five chicken breasts, I know that he's not going to eat that in one night, so I can strategically make on a Tuesday chicken fajitas and then on Thursday I can make him like I don't know whatever else he eats with chicken but you know you can just you don't have food waste that way so my big tip is meal plan another thing I do is if we do have that case say if I brought um like salmon for myself and chicken for ash if they are going out of date slip them into those little bags that you can put in the freezer because otherwise if you've got like two or three chicken breasts in the freezer that you then have to like you either have to defrost them all, don't you? Or, like, try and chisel them apart. Chisel so. them apart. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. I feel like you need a mini mini freezer. Yeah, we do. Because we keep bread in the freezer as well. So do I. And I feel like a loaf of bread takes up a lot of room in the freezer. It does. It does. It takes up a lot of square footage. Yeah, 100%. I keep bread in the freezer because, one, Mark and I eat different breads. And I just... Some weeks I can go through a whole loaf of bread, and then Same. some weeks I just don't want it, and I and then yeah. it'll go off. Hundred percent with it. Well, me and Ash actually eat the same bread, so it works out fine because I can't imagine having to store two loaves in the freezer. It is really <laughs> that's annoying. Uh, to be fair, if I had it my way, I'd probably buy like a nice sourdough loaf, but yeah, we generally don't have the room for it, so we just kind of compromise and we have a nice granary one. <laughs> but um. Yeah, some, some weeks we'll go through so much bread, and then other weeks we don't. So you just never know. Yeah, and then I hate food waste. So, like, before I started freezing Same. my bread, I'd feel myself, like, really pressured to have more bread. And it's not that I'm against it, but I just, like, I didn't want it. Like, yeah. I forced myself to, like, make French toast and all these things of bread because I just couldn't bear the theft of, like, throwing it out. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> and if anyone, on a side note, if anyone... um compost their food can you please write into us and tell us like a bit about it because I really want to get into this whole food composting thing for the environment and just I think it's great um but I'm not I'm a bit like at a loss and I know that sounds really silly I should be more educated on it but I'm not and I'm not afraid to admit that so please if you guys have any tips please let me know yeah I think sustainability is definitely something we'll talk about on another episode as well because that's something people want to learn more about and you know let's save the environment guys yeah let's do it should we play a game yeah let's do it okay let's play would you rather and we have not prepared these we have we really haven't we haven't even what am i gonna say (laughs) okay um would you rather not have a freezer or never be able to have a matcha latte again never be able to have a matcha latte again and you love your matcha latte and I freaking love my matcha latte so much like as much as a coffee addict yeah wow you love your freezer then I do geez I didn't even that was that's a surprise to me but yeah you didn't even hesitate on that one no wow okay would you rather only be allowed to do a food shop once every two weeks or never drink coffee again 
oh my god, food shop once every two weeks. <laughs> Stop no, myself for coffee. <laughs> no hesitation. I will be super savvy. I will eat tin food, frozen food. I will be so strategic because honestly, you wouldn't want to be my friend without coffee. I would just, and I, I'm happily like put my hands up and say I am a coffee addict. I'm not trying to hide it. I'm not trying to justify it. I do cut off caffeine at midday so it doesn't impact my sleep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just be a raging bitch without my coffee. Like sometimes like it'll get late in the morning and Mark will just be like, did you have your coffee yet? I'd be like, no, why? He's like, because you're being really, really bitchy. <laughs> so funny. Okay. So I love up. my freezer more than matcha and you love your coffee more than food. <laughs> yeah, basically. I would just eat, like, oatmeal and pasta, and, like, I would just, like, live off kitchen staples. I'd probably <gasps> save a ton okay. of Okay, I've got a question for you. Would you rather give up avocado or hummus? Hummus. A hundred percent. I feel like uh, I do love hummus, but I'm not um, emotionally attached to it, where I do feel that I might be emotionally attached to an avocado. Do you know what my favourite thing is? Hummus with sweet potato fries. Yeah, that is really good. It's just amazing. What's your favourite kind of hummus, though? Just plain and simple. Plain and simple. Do you ever make your own? Yes, but it's never as good as the one you buy. I'm sorry. 100%. (laughs) It's just I I haven't nailed that consistency, and I haven't been persistent enough to get there yet. Yeah, I did hear a tip. I don't know if you ever tried it. You're supposed to, like, peel the... casing off the... I had that as well but do I really want to sit there and peel the casing off a chickpea probably not but that comes down to the whole like it's always a give and take like what you're willing to cook and what you're willing to you know buy yeah true but on that note what's your thought about like people who say they don't have time to cook I just think okay so as in they order instead of cook or yeah ready meals yeah both I think if you actually look at the time it takes you to do both, there's not much in it. I think people think ordering in is a lot easier because they, you know, put their order in, it's there in half an hour. But in that half an hour, what are you doing? Exactly. I couldn't agree more. It takes the same amount of time to order your food and wait for the delivery than to just, like, make sure that your house is stocked with, like, go-to ingredients and whip something up. Yeah, I think also like taking time out of your day to cook, obviously not every single day, but it's for me anyway, it's like a form of self care. Like I get so much joy out of taking half an hour to an hour out of my day to cook a really nice meal. Agreed. Do you have any like cooking rituals? Because I have like many I would love to share with the group. Okay, can you share yours first? Because I'm not overly sure what you mean by a cooking ritual. (laughs) Okay, so for example, like I'll put on like a podcast when I cook or something like that. Like I'll even put on like um, AirPods or like Bluetooth headphones. So I don't have to like, I'm just like in my zone. I'm just listening to what I want to when I cook. And then the other thing I used to do, which I don't do as much anymore is I used to pretend I was on a cooking show and I used to like, I love that. I used to be like, and now I'm adding. I'm like, <laughs> literally I used to pretend like I was Rachel Ray, like going through like how I made everything and why I was doing something. I should have recorded it and made a YouTube channel, but I didn't. That is so funny. I don't think I really have any cooking rituals, unfortunately. Oh, uh, maybe I'm just... I'll listen to music and stuff, but I don't have anything that I'm like, I have to do when I'm cooking. Oh, like dinner is like my podcast time. Interesting. I always listen to podcasts in the morning. Don't know why. Interesting. So that's your morning mm. ritual. Yeah. With your matcha latte. 
Yes, that's what I do. So I'll get up, have breakfast, and I'm like quite strict with my timings in the morning because I feel like absolute latest I should be sat at my laptop is nine o'clock. Um, so I like bang out some emails, and then around ten I'll make my coffee and I'll put a podcast on. Okay, so I feel like we've gone some gone through some really good tips. If anyone has anything that we didn't mention that could be helpful, please do send us a message. I feel like we're always open to learning new things and helping us out in the kitchen. Yeah, and write us in questions. Like, we'd love to read them on the next podcast and, you know, give our opinions and things like that. Um, Of course, we can't give personalized nutrition advice over a podcast, but we can do our best to answer your question the best that we can. Yeah, 100%. And... Like Barry said at the beginning, if you love this podcast, please do leave us a review on iTunes. We would really, really appreciate it. Yes, rate, review, and subscribe. Yay! Okay, so second episode of Forking Wellness being wrapped up, and we will be back next week. We'll see you guys next week. Bye! Bye!